Welcome to the Global Careers Podcast, sponsored by GW Cyber, the source for inspiring stories from seasoned professionals who have embraced a global role and reap the benefits. We offer practical advice and insider tips across a broad swath of industries and fields around the world about what it's like to work globally. If you love adventure and thrive on taking risks and operating outside your comfort zone, join us as we explore the ins and outs of pursuing an international career. My name is Stacey nevadomsky Burdan, and I'll be your host. Our first season dives into what it's like working globally through the pandemic and the outlook for global careers in a post-COVID-19 world. There is no doubt the pandemic has turned our lives upside down and inside out, roiling our daily life patterns and presumptions. This is especially true for the aerospace industry, which has been hit hard by the pandemic. But today's guest is optimistic about the future of the industry. Colleen Pritchett is president of Hexel Corporation, America's aerospace and global fibers business. She has led a $1.5 billion global business and is renowned for leading turnarounds, improving profitability, championing the customer's needs, and motivating teams to deliver significant results. It's abundantly clear that Colleen is well-prepared to lead a global team through the pandemic turbulence because of the skills she honed during her time abroad. What are those skills? What does it take to lead a multi-billion dollar global industry through a pandemic? Have a listen as Colleen shares her positive outlook on the benefits of a remote global workforce for job seekers, dishes out excellent guidance for students on how they can own their careers from the get-go, and how focusing on the customer or client is a winning strategy no matter what. And she just might have saved the best piece of advice for last. Welcome, Colleen. It is a pleasure to have you with us to talk about global careers and working through the pandemic. Thank you, Stacey. It's great to be with you. One of the objectives of this podcast is to provide a sense of the careers that are out there, to go beyond the titles. And so I'd like to begin by asking you to share with us, what is it that you do, Colleen? Give us your elevator pitch, if you will, a tool that students can relate to and learn from. I would describe it as I'm a growth-focused global business leader who leads teams to deliver advanced material science solutions. So think polymer, composite type materials to customers in aerospace, space and defense, electronics, industrial type markets. That's what I've been doing my whole career. You're a chemical engineer by training, Colleen. Later enhanced with an MBA, you've risen to the role of president. Wow, such an impressive achievement. Do all employees of Excel have to be engineers or have a science background? It's a great question. So yes, we hire uh, many engineers, many scientists, but we also hire um, many finance executives, HR, sales, um, international relations, uh, government relations, you name it. Uh, we have opportunities for folks across many functions. We're a whole cross-functional team. Um, and so I think there's tremendous opportunity at, at Hexel for many different disciplines. So that means you have to work with a variety of people with different backgrounds, both in the U.S. and around the world. What is it that you enjoy most about your job? So what I enjoy best is spending time with our customers, learning about the challenges they face, you know, what material science solution they need, um, and then working with our internal team, our cross-functional team, uh, made up of folks from sales or marketing, um, product management, operations, you name it, to deliver uh, solutions that meet our customer needs. Uh, for me, that's a lot of fun. You know, how can we help 
both of us grow and win. Well, it sounds to me as if you're a real problem solver. Yes. And that's what it's all about, isn't it, Colleen? Delivering results for clients and customers by leading and inspiring a cross-functional team. And that isn't always easy to do, especially on a global scale. Exactly. And, and from a global aspect, you know, I really enjoy working with teams around the world to make this happen. So not just here in the U.S. or in Americas, but we truly work as, as a one team around the world um, with serving our customers, helping them grow and win um, that are in different countries and or cultures in which their needs may be different. And many of our customers are global. But since the pandemic hit, Business isn't quite the same these days, is it? Especially for an industry like aerospace. My gosh, how's it going? Many companies and organizations have seen impacts from the pandemic, some more than others. One key market we serve is commercial aerospace, which I'm sure you've seen that uh, has been hit hard during this global pandemic. When we look to the future, commercial aerospace will come back. Um, It may take a while, but it'll come back and our growth potential in the market remains very strong. Excel's a great company to consider for a global career. And I suppose that working with global clients has been trickier, right, since the pandemic hit. How has your work changed as a result? My own work, my personal business travel, I used to travel quite a bit. Uh, That's down significantly, both domestically, internationally, it's been uh, uh, reduced quite a bit. also, many of our teams, Stacey, are working you know, much more remotely out of their homes. We have a lot of folks that are in our plant sites and or labs working on site. Many of our um, team, let's say commercial team or those uh, more in the administration group, um, are working more remotely out of their homes. And, and that's a change for many people. Uh, most of our sales team is used to that, but not a lot of others were. Um, So it was a real adjustment for people getting set up at home, working from home um, and trying to manage work life, you know, balance, if you will, and separation. Um, And so uh, I think we've all learned a lot um, and using much more video conference to connect. So uh, it it has definitely changed my work and, and our team, the way we work. Do you see any of the new COVID inspired work practices continuing on after the pandemic ends? How so? I think for some, it could change the way companies view working remotely um, and and maybe the flexibility on that and what's possible with a global workforce uh, as we look, you know, at talent and uh, where that talent's located. And I do think face-to-face is important. It will come back, but I think we'll be able to connect more frequently, faster, Uh, with one another internally and externally with our customers and industry partners and so forth. It's really interesting, isn't it, to see how quickly organizations have adapted, you know, and I agree with you. There's a tremendous amount of good work practices that will remain. You know, the spread of COVID-19 has shown us yet again how interconnected we are. Globalization is here. Uh, We can't argue with that. What do you see, though, as the long-term impact of COVID on globalization? I think generally it'll accelerate globalization. I mean, just the virtual connections, the speed and responsiveness um, as teams learn faster ways to work and connect, uh, again, internally, externally. You know, I think about how we connect with customers, suppliers, industry partners, industry conferences. Um, We can we can just do all of that faster and more of it 
Students have been affected by the pandemic as well. You know, they've had to leave campus. Most of them are doing online learning. How can they keep developing their global mindset in the current environment? Yes, a good question. So I think it's critical for students to continue to be aware, um, to advance that global mindset by learning different languages, learning about different cultures, needs and challenges, and not assuming they're all the same learning about different businesses that serve customers globally, speaking directly with different leaders who lead global teams from different industries, because you'll gain different perspectives and learn from their experience, you know, gain their advice to help them as students prepare their development plan, prepare their career plan. I I think it's good to talk to a diverse group of folks. That's really good guidance, Colleen. Thank you for that. You know, I've noticed that leaders of so many organizations, such as yourself, are taking the time. You actually have a little bit of extra time to give back even more. And I hope that students are aware of these opportunities and can benefit. Do you see COVID-19 affecting work opportunities for students who want to pursue a global career in the coming years? What do you see? Yep. So I I think it depends on the industry um, and the impact COVID has had um, because some industries uh, will be hiring um, and sending people on international assignments in the near term, as an example, while others, it might take a few years before they're in that position again to to send uh, folks on an international assignment. So I think just being aware of the impact that the pandemic has had on the area that they're interested in will be important and to help frame, you know, for context, um, uh, what what to expect um, in, in what that business and what that industry is going through. Um, because timing does matter. Business conditions do matter as to um, how they're deploying expats or not. So you were deployed overseas. What inspired you to pursue that global assignment in Asia so many years ago? Ever since I can remember, I've had a passion for traveling, exploring, uh, first throughout the U.S., then as I got into college and kind of early career days, I had a passion for traveling the world. Uh, It's really a life goal to be a world traveler and to to teach my daughters that as well. Um, My passion for being a global business leader uh, really strengthened following my MBA. Um, I thought the ultimate challenge at that point would be to lead a team and business while living internationally, somewhere different from where I grew up in the U.S. Um, So I shared with my boss, with HR, um, that getting an international assignment was something I really wanted. Uh, I thought it'd be a great development opportunity for me. And from the time I communicated, you know, my interest in doing that, it took, Stacey, about 10 years before it actually was the right time, the right opportunity uh, for me to go and work internationally. So it took a while um, because it was dependent on business conditions or, you know, was the opportunity, the right opportunity available. And personal life happened. I got married uh, to my husband. We had two daughters. um, And so we ultimately got the opportunity to go abroad to Asia when the girls were two and four years old. Uh, We packed our things and moved to Shanghai, China, as our first expat assignment. Wow, your story illustrates such an important point. Every situation is different, and conditions must be right for all involved. As you point out, yourself, your husband, your kids, the business. 
In fact, patience combined with persistence emerged from the original research I did um, years ago on the skills necessary to having a successful global career. What other skills or traits do you attribute to your success working internationally? Yes, yeah, so I would say uh, listening is really critical uh, in leadership and as a, a key skill, especially when you live in a new culture. Um, you need to be able to observe and learn how other countries and teams in those countries do business um, because it, it was different from the U.S. And, I, and so I really had to listen a lot. Um, I didn't want to appear unprepared or rude or assume uh, what the team needed or what the customers needed or wanted. Um, so listening was very critical. I would also say as a key skill, um, being customer focused being a learner and curious to learn new things and being flexible because you have to adapt to many changing dynamics, um, which really helped me and my family succeed, um, both living and working internationally. Solid advice that is just as current, just as relevant today. Yet still, I suspect you have faced many challenges, not only while living and working in Asia, but beyond to your current role leading the global team. Can you share some of the ones you faced? You know, one challenge is having the patience, um, you know, and realizing it takes time um, for a lot of things to earn the respect of a new team, uh, especially in a new culture that might be different than the one that you grew up in. It takes time to learn a new business, um, to learn the team, um, and it takes time to gain alignment and make change happen. Um, it takes time, as you mentioned, you know, to get an international assignment. Ten years, um, I learned to be patient, you know, to communicate what I was looking for, uh, but realize um, I needed certain developments. It wasn't the right time, and and ultimately it happened. But you know, that patience, um, it, you know, it was it was good. It's part of developing and growing as a leader that uh, things don't happen uh, instantaneously, um, and and it's important to have the patience. Great. Another challenge I would say, Stacy, is um, communications. Um, I love communications, um, but communicating is difficult. It takes a lot of practice, especially when it's in a different language or a different style than what you've grown up in. Um, different cultures have different ways of um, communicating, whether, you know, some face-to-face -face is more important, uh, some virtually is okay. A lot can get lost in translation. Um, and so what I've found, um, especially when living in Asia, it's re and, but this is true globally, it's really important when you're communicating on any team, you know, to document the plan, to document the objectives, next steps, whatever it is, uh, share that with the team. Make sure it's clear. Follow up with people. Make sure everybody's aligned because silence on a phone call does not mean you have their alignment. Um, and um, I experienced a lot of that on global calls or uh, when leading the team, uh, you know, <laughs> whether in Asia and, and the U.S. So I find uh, communicating is a really critical skill um, and, a, and a challenge uh, for, for many. Well, it strikes me, Colleen, that all of those skills are not only critical to working globally, but also to working through the pandemic. That's really interesting, you know, and clearly ones that have made you a great leader. 
I know I've asked a lot of you and you've offered so much great advice so far, but do you have any more tips for global job seekers as we work through the pandemic? Yeah, I I would say, you know, important skills such as uh, the ability to adapt and be flexible to change. I mean, that's all many of us have seen, I mean, on um, in significant ways this year, right? Just Just lots of adapting to new environments, new online learning, um, you know, for for workers and the families, right? Um, So being flexible to change uh, is something that's needed as a global job seeker. The ability to learn new skills, new industries, um, and businesses will, you know, help make them be competitive, you know, what what skills industries uh, are needed to to win and be competitive in that space. Um, Topics to think about, you know, think about the industries, companies, opportunities, um, and what they offer globally. Do they offer global assignments? Do they offer expat assignments? Some companies do, some may not. Maybe they're not, they aren't, don't have the size or that's not part of their strategic plan. I would say it's important for new global job seekers to also talk to people who have lived and worked internationally to learn about their experiences, both good and bad, um, get advice from them so that you as a student can make an informed decision, whether it's the right choice for you and or your family to take an international assignment or to take a global role. Um, It is a big life decision. Uh, and wonderful on many fronts. Um, It was wonderful for my family and I to live internationally. At the same time, it's not always easy. It has a lot of challenges, uh, like language communication challenge, living in a different culture and um, surviving in that different culture in that country and learning about their rules, Um, being away from family and friends, work-life challenges. You're, You're you may be traveling a lot more. You may be on calls every evening, depending where headquarters, you know, where you, where your team is based. Um, there's travel challenges uh, going from one country to the next. I mean, so uh, there, it's um, it's good to get informed and to talk with many people about their experience, both the good and bad, to get that advice uh, before. Uh, taking an international assignment or in taking a a global job uh, because there's a lot of requirements that that come with that. Very well said. That's great. So many people think that the global lifestyle is so glamorous. And certainly there are many elements that are exciting and filled with adventure, but it's also a lot of hard work. And the pandemic has made global travel, as you point out, perhaps even global assignments, much less common for the time being. But as we wrap up, I'd like you to reflect on a few things as they relate to your entire career and guidance the students can learn from. First, what advice do you wish you had been given and at what point in your career? So I would say uh, one thing is own your career. Don't simply wait on others to tell you what to do or to offer you that next assignment. Take a real proactive role in drafting your development and your career plan and get input from others, from your boss, from HR, from other leaders, and really listen to their ideas and their input as to different ways to develop yourself, different assignments to try um, to help strengthen your plan. Um, 
And what you're doing is one, you're socializing your plan in a way that's um, meant in the spirit of development and gaining their input. And you're also gaining their buy-in into your plan and making people aware of what you know and what you're looking for, uh, which in my perspective is all a good thing to help actually make your plan happen. Um, I think getting this advice very, very early on in your career is, is helpful um, so that, that you can excel and you can jumpstart and know that, hey, I, you got to own your career um, and, and you're responsible for your development and, and career plan. And you get help from others, uh, you know, along the way. Own your career. Yes, that's a great piece of advice, Colleen. You have had so many global experiences. That's great. Tell me, do you have a favorite global experience that you'd like to share? It could be personal or professional, whatever, just to bring a taste to our listeners. I do, Stacy. So when I, you know, when I think of that question, uh, one special memory comes to mind uh, that happened when my family and I, we were traveling on holiday while we were living in Asia. So we had traveled uh, and we're in Thailand and our family had just sat down for breakfast in a restaurant and our oldest daughter uh, looked at my husband and I and she asked, mom and dad, how do I say good morning in their language? And my husband and I, we just looked at each other. We, we were shocked she asked that and we just beamed because we thought, how wonderful. You know, this is part of the international assignment we're trying to teach our girls about learning and being sensitive to other cultures and realizing not everybody speaks the same language as we do or has the same beliefs. And it was just such a great learning moment and reflection. And one of the key benefits, again, we were trying to teach our girls in becoming global citizens. Um, and we felt like, hey, we've, we've succeeded, you know, with that simple question. Um, she gets it. Not everybody speaks uh, speaks English, you know, or, or whatever language you grew up in. So anyway, that's that's one that comes to mind. Wow, I love that story. Yes, and congratulations, you know, helping our children develop into global citizens and broadening our own global mindset by living in another culture. That is a beautiful example because, you know, it's not just about the work. It's about the lessons that we learn as well as the ones that we actually share with our kids that translate beyond that one experience to really understanding and appreciating that people are different. And being curious is a really good thing. Two excellent traits to have no matter where you live, what you do, or what age you are. Now, before we wrap up, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Maybe just one other piece of advice I, I, I think about, um, you know, as part of career development is uh, don't be afraid to take a risk. Like when taking on a new assignment, an opportunity, um, don't feel like or expect yourself that you need to be 100% ready for the job day one. Because, you know, while it's important to be prepared and developed um, as much as possible, it's likely, you know, you'll never be 100% ready for the new role or opportunity. Just try it. Know you'll learn from it as part of continuous improvement. Every day I learn something, every day. Um, and so don't overthink it. If you get a great opportunity, don't talk yourself out of it. Just try it. You're ready. Thank you, Colleen. I really, really appreciate the time you've taken to share your experience with our listeners. It's been fantastic. And it's been a real treat for me to catch up with you after a few years. Thanks again. Oh, thank you, Stacy. Great talking with you again, and I really enjoy it. You have been listening to the GW Cyber Global Careers Podcast, working globally through the pandemic 
and the outlook for global careers in a post-COVID-19 world. Join us again next time. And in the meantime, go global.